new podcast we're going to be bringing you the latest trends from marketing and business development we'll be giving you ideas on how you can grow your business and really get results in 2024 joined here today by the boss yes master and commander (laughs) david bell um so dave tell us how it all started so yeah, it it it, uh, it all started with the Young Professionals Networking Group in London, where we were putting on social events for young accountants, lawyers, and bankers, and really exciting, cool guys like that um, who wanted to get out and socialise. And um, did events at the Tate Modern and different places. It was a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed putting on um, events and bringing people together. It's just something I found really satisfying and um, just continue to try and find ways of doing that and ideally getting the company I was working for to pay for it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, when I was training as a young accountant, trying to build up my network, started putting on little dinner events. Numerous people at PCD will claim to be have been there at the start. That's the most common claim from people who say, I was there when it was... 10 20 people um but uh it it didn't re- it really got going i suppose um it got going seriously when i was at lombard odier and i was going to geneva a lot and going abroad and realizing that how important networking was and how that i how much i enjoyed putting things on and it got a bit out of control I'd yeah say. the hobby that got out of control <laughs> for sure um, and obviously events is, is, it's a hard space to work in. There are highs and there are lows, um, and, and some challenges along the, la- the way. Uh, what would you say are the biggest highs? Let's start with the highs. Uh, honestly, I think one of the biggest highs was after when we we're in Hong Kong in November, 2019, uh, when we ex- successfully executed a dinner at the Mandarin Oriental where we had a hundred guests in the room on a night when they were literally rioting on the streets. Um, I found it astonishing that we managed to get that kind of turnout. And I remember just getting on the microphone that night and everybody cheering just because the fact we'd actually pulled it off. And yeah, that feeling that evening was was incredible because the, the swing from how stressful it was immediately before was quite unlike anything you can... Yeah. experience that was a real roller coaster day 100%. Sure. 100%. <laughs> speaking of it from someone who was behind the scenes we were pretty stressed back here yeah. uh watching all the news reports and and watching all go in and liaising with everyone during the day and uh yeah it was it was a it was a memorable day <laughs> i think one of the funniest ones though was when we did an event at maidan races in dubai many years ago where we were, at, we had a lovely uh, room at Maidan Racecourse, and we knew that that night there was going to be some racing on at the venue, but we hadn't realised that the horse racing wasn't going to be immediately below our suite, but actually in a different part of the uh, the racecourse, right in the middle. And it was only when we arrived at the venue we realised that our dinner overlooking the racing wasn't quite what it seemed, but. We always adapt and uh, <laughs> yeah. manage to pull it out of the bag. That we do. Yeah. Um, 
And so, well, you've already, that's probably one of the lows, uh, I suppose, over the years, other than the big elephant in the room of, of COVID, which was a, a challenging period. Um, we had to turn the business around a little bit and uh, upskill somewhat into areas that neither of us had, had done before. Uh, what would you say was the, the, the biggest challenge of, of, of that time? Um, I think the biggest challenge was actually just trying to make sure you're not sort of letting anyone down. So sponsors that we had promised events to that we had to try and do something else with or members, you know, we always kept visible because we didn't want to feel like people think we've gone missing. Um, and that commitment to deliver value is draining because you're if particularly if you can't do it in the traditional ways you're having to come up with new ideas and not all of those new ideas would particularly work so some things work brilliantly some things needed tweaking and and i think it was you know going through lockdown was hard enough anyway having say the kids with us in an office uh you trying to help them with their schoolwork while we were trying to keep things afloat was i think the most challenging time you could imagine but nothing beats that high of of the first event I'd say after covid that that was yeah pretty amazing to be putting on those dinners starting in london and manchester yeah to be back at the langham in september 21 was pretty amazing but at the same time it was still so early days that people were still visibly nervous so it wasn't quite as euphoric it felt like there was more difficulties to come and it wasn't sure that it was all behind us but now we feel obviously that things in general are behind us but then there's always that uncertainty of how things change um in the future so that makes us more aware of how we have to keep adapting and thinking about what we're doing it, it, you know and what have been the changes that we've seen as a as a result of covid would you say to the industry and events and 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 the way in a global picture thing things work well i think on you know on the macro economy you know china was going like a train 2018 2019 that drove demand for our events in shanghai in hong kong in singapore um we had london based advisors or european based advisors traveling out frequently to those places that has changed because covid has effectively um been part of the story of derailing uh chinese growth story um so we've had it's it's created shifts in the market we've had um shifts away from certain locations that were more popular shifts into others so the middle east has boomed out of covid because dubai kept open there was a lot of inbound activity they successfully managed the uh the pandemic to a degree so that was in a very pro-business fashion um so i think people see great opportunity in the middle east and are prioritizing that so these macro trends filter through because i notice that when i'm reading headlines in the ft about saudi booming i'm getting calls from private wealth advisors and trustees and lawyers about how they get into certain places or they're seeing more opportunity there so the, obviously our business is linked to the macro economy and wealth creation um but downstream from that the law firms and the professional firms have budgets they have um, they have to construct conserve resources and in times of economic uncertainty they're not sure how much they can travel how much they can spend on marketing so 
we have to find opportunities and price them and package them up at a, in a way that firms can actually engage with them. Yeah, and speaking as the person who uh, does the, the paying of bills, <laughs> I, I know how much things have gone up. You know, yeah. the venue costs has got, have gone up exponentially, really, since COVID. They're trying to claw back from money lost and, and supply chains have been disrupted. So, you know, we've all seen the inflation in our daily shopping bill well that's venues have that on on steroids so those margins are so tight mm. and air travel as well mm. same story the prices have gone up accommodations gone up so it, it is it, but then i think you know firms have to just box clever because you know it's not it's not feasible not to be marketing in this globally competitive world it's just how you do it so uh you know i, I was i was having lunch uh, with a corporate services provider yesterday that said through covid they got really good at uh, seo optimization and lead generation not through the traditional way of going out and pressing the flesh but through digital channels and that has revitalized their business and i think that sort of micro example is part of a bigger trend where things are when things are tight people innovate and when budgets are tight when conditions are difficult people will travel less but that means digital channels just become so much more important i think that is one big huge positive of covid actually is people have focused their attention on the digital and the power of that and the reach of that and the fact that you don't have to be jumping on planes all the time you can't you need to jump on planes every now and again for sure but you can achieve a lot of at least the the marketing side on a digital basis yeah the sales side maybe not but the actual marketing which is a huge part it, it can be achieved I think that as well, the capability to come on video calls um, is a useful thing. So in the old days, I would, if I was speaking to someone in Jersey or Geneva, I would just say, well, look, I'll just come and see you as a way of getting some kind of meaningful commitment from them to do something. Whereas actually now, I think a lot of it can be done on a video conference, looping in people in a way that allows enough time to have a proper conversation and a meaningful exchange. So I think though, I think that the the sort of, flippant travel of like oh I'll, I'll just go here or there has definitely fallen away which i think is a positive thing all around yeah um and a big part of what we do is is obviously on social media and linkedin in particular um and we uh, film a lot we do all sorts of stuff is there anyone that you follow that you're influenced by that you think's doing a good job um i i like the um the blogger blogger gary v who's who's a real sort of futurist marketing expert who looks at sees trends coming down the line he grew up um his family wine business into something um extraordinary in the era of when e-commerce was just coming about so as as surfed these trends you know right from the start and so i find you know his kind of tips and insight um, very interesting. I also listen to a lot of podcasts and actually entertainment in a way can give you some clues in terms of marketing. Um, you know, I like the Wolf and Owl podcast with Romesh Ranganathan and Tom Davies, which has, you know, it has a light sort of uh, tone and touch to it, um, but builds a community. And it is something that I think we're trying to think about how we make serious content more palatable because 
there's competition for people's attention constantly. So you have to bring that bit of entertainment even to something quite quite dry, potentially. Or it's just work out how you can lift up something to, to get that engagement, to get those eyeballs um, and, and to, to get noticed. Yeah, I know you've been once referred to as the Jonathan Ross of the <laughs> <laughs> private client industry. Um, uh, trying to tap into that that uh, same vibe. Do you think that's a fair? <laughs> well, I like I like talking to people. Um, I like finding out what makes them tick. I like you know um, uh, cr- creating a relaxed environment where they get the chance to shine. So yeah, I, I think I think that. Um, uh, yeah, I was I was very pleased to get that uh, get that comment, and um, it's something I've been working on. It was it's a byproduct of COVID, where we were talking to a lot of people all day long in an interview format. It gave me the practice um, to go out and build that expertise. So um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm constantly sort of uh, getting inspiration from multimedia, trying to see what people are doing in one part of the you know creative landscape and bringing that into what we do here yeah and so finally then what do you see what's your vision for the next 12 months where would you like us to be in in 12 12, 12 in the next 12 months i I, i'm really excited about the potential of pcd media because i speak to people all the time a lot of them are interested in making engaging content doing things differently they're lacking ideas they're lacking distribution they're lacking production and we can alleviate a lot of those pressures and really start to showcase what they do and they can focus in on what they do best and we can provide them with that creative spark to ignite their business at any one time in the pcd membership there are people looking for that help and we are offering that up now in different packages and we're only just sort of scratching the surface of what we can do with that. But there's no reason why we can't build a really engaging specialist agency that works with the best firms in the private wealth sector to create genuinely engaging content. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast to make sure you don't miss the next time on PCDcast. PCDcast.